0: 5 and 10 from Skywatch TV for Friday, November 10th, 2023. I'm Derek Gilbert. This is our Friday Five, the five big stories of the week as we head into the weekend. Topic number five again this week is Israel, of course. This week, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said during a couple of different interviews, first, that Israel would take over responsibility for security in Gaza once Hamas is defeated. He also said that Gaza would not receive any fuel or... um, or a ceasefire. There'd be no ceasefire with Hamas until hostages were released. Of course, fuel uh, being diverted by Hamas to run the underground uh, air recirculators, oxygen generators to keep those uh, tunnels habitable by its fighters. Israel going through, uh, as of this recording, uh, it's been reported that more than 110 tunnels have been sealed in Gaza City as fighting continues there as of this recording. Meanwhile, on Tuesday this week, the Washington Free Beacon reported in an exclusive that the Biden administration had refused a request from Israel to sell uh, a quantity of M16 rifles until the Netanyahu administration guaranteed that they would not be sent to civilian outposts in what the world calls the West Bank, Judea and Samaria. This is a rather remarkable request, according to government officials, and suggests that the Biden administration is caving into pressure from the left flank of the Democratic Party, which sees Israel as an entity, as occupiers on what is supposed to be Palestinian land. Also on Tuesday, Palestinians, members reportedly, of the Palestinian Security Services, tried to kill PA President Mahmoud Abbas. Abbas was not hurt. One of his bodyguards was shot dead in the attack. This was done by a group uh, claiming responsibility, calling itself the Sons of Abu Jandal, or Sons of the Father of Death. He was a character who helped defend the uh, Janine refugee camp against uh, an Israeli incursion back in 2005 during the Second Intifada, uh, lost his life in that attack. The uh, Sons of Abu Jandal had given Abbas an ultimatum just before his meeting with U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, demanding that Abbas and, I quote, declare full confrontation with the criminal, meaning Israeli, occupation, end quote. So please understand what this means. A group inside the Palestinian Authority Security Services demanded that the head of the Palestinian Authority essentially declare war in the West Bank. And when he didn't, they tried to kill him. Looking at the regional situation, Turkey. Turkey has uh, withdrawn its ambassador from Israel in protest, joining Bahrain and Jordan in doing the same. Behind all of this is Iran. Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis telling his uh, email subscribers this week that uh, the Ayatollahs are reining in Hezbollah in the north. There have been some missile launches, some anti-tank rockets launched into Israel from Lebanon, but no full-scale engagement. And this is intentional It's to keep the U.S. from joining the conflict and destroying Iran's proxy in the north as Hamas, its proxy in the south, is being destroyed. This, uh, while Iran is trying to stir up more political unrest in the United States, more on that in a moment, to um, divide the United States and keep us out of the conflict, not just from supporting Israel, but from supporting our Sunni allies in the Persian Gulf, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, and so forth thereby leaving Iran in the minds of the Ayatollahs, the dominant political power in the Middle East. Understand what that means. It means what we're seeing in the conflict right now in Israel is yet another proxy war. Even though those Sunni Gulf states do not support Israel, essentially this is being used by Iran as a proxy conflict between the great Shia power, Iran, and the great Sunni power, Saudi Arabia, with Israel caught in the middle. Topic number four, chaos in the United States. Iran exploiting the protests here in the U.S. by well-intentioned but uh, low-information, young people mainly. Uh, We saw here in the United States some 300,000, by some estimates, descend on the White House Saturday. The question being, who's funding the protest? Well, it was revealed by the New York Post earlier this week. That surprise, surprise, it's George Soros and his billions. Some $15 million being sent to groups behind the recent pro-Hamas protest here in the U.S. This uh, includes some $14 million sent to the Tides Center, which is a left-wing advocacy group. Interestingly, uh, the uh, Tides Center also receives a lot of money from Wikipedia. According to an analysis of their financial donations, Wikipedia has uh, sent enough in terms of uh, an endowment to the Tides Foundation to power Wikipedia servers for the next 63 years. And this is in addition to, uh, as we told you earlier this week, the massive amount of cash Wikipedia already has, enough on its own accounts to fund its servers for the next 75 years. Just keep that in mind the next time you use Wikipedia and that little pop-up emerges there at the top of the screen asking you to donate. They've got all the cash they need for the next three generations. Uh, And a lot of that money, by the way, being sent to groups backing pro-Hamas protests. Topic number three, embedded with terrorists. A breaking story as we're recording this on Thursday morning. Honest Reporting, which is a media watchdog group based in Jerusalem, broke a story Thursday that asks some very disturbing questions about the role of journalists in the terror attacks on October 7th. While 1,400 Israeli civilians were being slaughtered, massacred by Hamas, Images like the one on the screen behind me were being captured by photojournalists working for uh, news agencies, Associated Press, Reuters, and those photos then licensed to other news outlets around the world. The question that should have been asked from day one, it's surprising it's taken this long. I should have asked this question on day one, to be honest with you. You see the video, you see, and you just assume, okay, this must have been Hamas sending this out there, but no, when you look at the reports in CNN, USA Today, et cetera, other newspapers, you see the photojournalist credit, AP Photo by, Reuters Photo by. The question that should have been asked from day one, how did they know to be there? The attack took place very early on a Saturday morning during a holy day in Israel. First of all, it was on Shabbat. Now these are Gaza-based photojournalists, so they're not gonna be celebrating the Sabbath. But how did they know to be at the border fence so they could cross into Israel with the Hamas terrorists and take these images? Did the wire services, which published these photos, approve of their presence there? They, uh, did they, they were okay with their journalists breaching the border, basically being part of an invading force, to capture these photos that they licensed and sold to other news agencies? The photojournalists who freelance for other media, like CNN and New York Times, tip them off. Tell them, here, be at the border fence at such and such a place and such and such a time because you'll get some really great pictures. One of the AP photographers is the one who captured this image, which is blurred out because it contains the body of German, uh, Jewish, and Israeli Shani Lauk. The young lady who, you may have seen the image, was raped, brutalized, legs broken, and then paraded around in the back of a pickup truck by the Hamas terrorists. Another AP photographer captured images of uh, injured Israeli soldiers being dragged from a burning tank. Another, several shots of abductees from one of the kibbutzim being captured and dragged back to Gaza. As you might guess, the Israeli government is furious. Benny Gantz, part of the War Council, saying that these photojournalists are no better than the terrorists whose images and video they captured and that they will suffer the same fate. Topic number two, game over. Talking about Ukraine. Last Friday, last Friday evening, so it missed kind of the end of the news cycle, NBC News, the first to report that U.S. and European officials are quietly talking with the government in Ukraine, trying to find out what they can live with. In other words, what concessions they're willing to give in order to end the war with Russia. The area shaded in red on the map behind me, the area captured by Russia early in the war, Ukraine has not recovered that territory even after five months of its counter-offensive. This uh, basically meaning that with the attention of the world focused on the Middle East, um, Ukraine is basically being told, stand down, we're, we're, we're done with this. Uh, the question is what it will take for the Ukrainian government or Vladimir Zelensky particularly to accept the harsh reality that it has lost the Donbass, and it's never getting the Crimea peninsula back. Coming up, um, ending the week with some helpful advice from the U.S. government. Don't turn your steering wheel into a weapon of death. I'll explain how next on the Friday Five.
1: We want to make sure that you're aware of the largest giveaway of the year in the We Are Legion Grand Collection. When you order the We Are Legion Grand Collection from SkywatchTVStore.com, you'll receive We Are Legion for we are many. Dominions, Cosmo Craters, and Washington, D.C. Unmasking the Ancient Riddle of the Hebrew Year 5785 and the Eminent Destiny of America by best-selling author Dr. Thomas Horne. Divided We Stand, The Globalist Scheme for a One World Government by Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis and The Prince of the Power of the Air and the Last Days, Satanology, History, Prophecy and Technology by Jeffrey W. Martis. But we're just getting started. This must-have collection also includes the breathtaking two-hour documentary, The Secret Destiny of America, on DVD, featuring Dr. Thomas Horn as he reveals who the God on America's Great Seal and US $1 bill really is. Why 72 pentagrams in the Capitol Dome are used to control the ancient cosmo craters who rule the nations, the coming incarnation of Antichrist, and much, much more. But that's not all with the holidays just arrived. Around the corner, now's your chance to save big and receive solid bonus merchandise absolutely free. Because also included in the We Are Legion Grand Collection are any number of brand new, super quality, overstock gift books. DVDs or audio sets to add to your library or to give away as gifts this coming holiday season. Sold separately, these items hold a retail value of nearly $150. Yours now for your donation of only $35 plus shipping and handling, so act quickly. You can scan the QR code on your screen using the camera app on your phone for instant access to this special opportunity. This is the largest giveaway of the year just in time for the holiday gift-giving season and is available only while supplies last, so don't delay. Visit us at SkyWatchTVStore.com or call 1-844-750-4985 and ask for the We Are Legion Grand Collection now. Item number one today, useful
0: advice from the federal government. Don't turn your steering wheel into a weapon. This from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, the NHTSA. They issued a warning to U.S. drivers, uh, asking them to please stop putting aftermarket decals and decorations on your steering wheels, especially those like this one with rhinestones. Why, you might ask? Well, I'll tell you, because if, God forbid, you're involved in a collision and the airbag deploys, Remember, that airbag deploys at approximately 200 miles per hour. That's how fast the balloon comes at your face. Unlike the little logo in the center of your steering wheel, which is permanently attached, these rhinestones can come loose during airbag deployment. Suddenly, you are facing a face full of beautiful, shiny, sharp, 200-mile-per-hour bullets coming at your face. The NHTSA says there's at least one account of a driver losing sight in one eye because of a flying rhinestone. Do not turn your steering wheel into a weapon. This week on Skywatch TV, we begin looking ahead to 2024, kind of a big year. This is the final book by Dr. Tom Horn and uh, the final series of programs that will feature him on the panel. Tom Horn, Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis, Sharon and me joining Joe Horn on the Skywatch, at the Skywatch desk to talk about the new book, "We Are Legion for We Are Many." I contributed a chapter in the book on the, uh, the Laptop from Hell. Interesting stuff as we head into 2024. Don't miss these programs, our broadcast schedules at skywatchtv.com slash channels. If you watch it on one of our over-the-air partner networks, you can see it right now, of course, at skywatchtv.com, where you can find all of our video content. You can also watch it at our Roku or Apple TV channel or at our YouTube channel for the main program, that is, youtube.com slash at skywatch tv now, rumble.com slash skywatch tv has all of our content there as well, or you can catch it right now at our mobile app, and that's really what we recommend. Get that free mobile app into your smartphone or tablet, because that guarantees we will never get canceled for violating community standards, if you know what I mean. We're not going to violate the standards on our own app. It's available for free, available for iOS, Android, and Amazon Kindle Fire phones and tablets, and we have links to their app stores so you find the right version for your device at skywatchtv.com. You'll find the link in the top menu bar at the website. Thank you for watching as we keep watch, and have a blessed weekend. I'm Derek Gilbert. This is our Friday Five from Skywatch TV.